This is an Area Code podcast. We have to stay inside. Cable is way too high. It's cheap to look at wretched books. Rachel, your Hood Novel Book Club president, and I'm here just to give you a quick little recap of chapters one through six of This Ho Got Roaches in Her Crib by Quan Mills. Chapter one, we meet Fred Quisha and learn about her lifestyle. She is the terrible mother of three children, two boys, and one little girl named Maya. She lives in a roach-infested home, and that's about it. We also learn about the landlord, Nate Garrison, who we only get a little description of, but we know loves foreign brown pussy. Chapter two, we finally get to meet Mrs. Watkins, who is Maya's grandmother. We also learn of Maya's father, Austin, who is currently serving time in the Cook County Jail. In jail now, they're preparing for a daddy-daughter dance that Mrs. Watkins has picked up Maya to take her to. We also learn a little bit more about Fred Quisha's living situation. And that's right, you guessed it, more roaches. And to top off this chapter, we get a very descriptive, visual description of a roach gangbang. That's right, roaches getting it on. In chapter three, they say the title of the book. This hoe got roaches in her crib. We also learned that Fred Quisha finally got the kids out of the house so she could have a threesome with a dope boy and a dope boy's friend. That's right. Chapter three is all about how niggas will do anything for a pussy. Chapter four. I don't know, guys. I just wrote a whole lot of fuck imagery. You remember how in chapter two I said it ended with a very descriptive roach gangbang? Well, whatever you were thinking, think that. But instead of roaches, put in Fred Quisha, the dope boy, and the dope boy's friend. Got it? Great, let's move on. Chapter five, we finally get to meet Maya's dad, Austin. He is in jail serving time for basically accidentally falling into a life of the streets. Serving that at the Cook County Jail, him and his fellow inmates are now preparing for the daddy-daughter dance. Good morning, ladies. I know the people listening can't see, but we can see because we listen on uh, Zoom. Got my little whiskey drink set yes. and ready. Yes. Because I don't know if you are legally allowed to listen to Quan Mills without a blunt or 
just straight alcohol in, in your hand. Can you do that? I just, you know what, you were probably right. I should probably go hit one of my sister blunts. I'm too poor for weed, but my sister can afford it. So I should just go dig in her stash right now. Uh, that's 100% understandable. Like the, so, like the common negress that I am, just digging in somebody else's. I mean, you know, sometimes you got to be a boss bitch. Sometimes you got to be a bully bitch, like Fred Quisha. So, mm, that is definitely a Fred Quisha move, stealing her sister weed. Uh, how are we feeling after reading? Um, now we're all, we did seven through uh, 12. So, how are we feeling now? Mm. A lot of sides. A lot of sides. Can we start? Can we start on page seventy-one? Wow. Okay. Yes, let us. <laughs> let us. Can we start on page right. seventy-one? So we're gonna jump right into We're gonna jump right into seven through twelve. Um, everybody, please turn your uh, Bible mm. to the book of <laughs> this whole got roaches. Uh, verse was this chapter seven? Verse yeah, seven. Chapter seven. Yes, chapter seven, uh, chapter seven, verse <laughs> seventy-one. Um, everyone, please rise when you get to it. Everybody, amen. Amen. Mm. All right. Okay, Pastor I'm here. Felicia. I'm here. Okay, where am I? Okay, standing at around five five and weighing no more than hundred and twenty-five pounds. Jesus Christ, Miss Watkins, my Lord today. Mm. I mean, there's that's all I brought for the sermon today. <laughs> My God. I I couldn't I don't know how I read past this. <laughs> that one line did it. They did you that one line, line, that's what got me. Not the roach gang bang, but this. Right. This one got you. This <laughs> and this block of, of this block of, of uh chapters definitely I think Quan is already at this point famous and synonymous for his descriptions of women. And this block of chapters just added on to the legacy that is bullshit. Um, This is what troubles me. I wrote a note. At a certain point, I had had enough mm -hmm. of him. Because... (laughs) Sir, you do not have the literary acuity or Mm -hmm. the ambition to actually mm-hmm. use adjectives to describe people so that you say, oh, well, she kind of looked like Lena Horne. Nigga, fuck this! <laughs> At <laughs> one point... These people. Oh, my God. I was getting so tired of his descriptions. At one point, he flat out, like, says that a woman looks like somebody's baby mama on oh, Love and Hip Hop Atlanta. And I was yeah, like... and I had to Google who the fuck that was. because I didn't even know. Why is he making us do the work? Exactly. Why? He's making us do the work. <laughs> Bitch, Google it. You know who I mean. What? Because this is investigative <laughs> investigative journalism at its finest. So <laughs> this is the latest all... writing that I've ever seen in my life. <laughs> this is all happening. <laughs> this is all happening within chapter seven. Chapter seven and honestly, this block as a whole, I think is almost like a break. Because yeah. the first seven, cha- the first six chapters were very traumatic in reading. Yes, and these, this is like a little break, which is sad because this is still happening. So this is all happening in chapter seven, as Pastor mm. Felicia just described. And in here, basically, all that happens is you know, Mrs. Watkins and Maya, they head to the jail um, to get there, and this is when we finally get to get a description 
of the blessed saint that is, as he's painting her, <laughs> Mrs. Watkins. And that's pretty much like, that's it. That's like the entire content of the chapter. They don't make it to the, the dance because um, somebody hit them from behind on the freeway. But I called Except it. That's, I definitely called it because it said it's a lot of crazy drivers out here and we never know what can happen. I was like, oh, okay, Quan, I see you. <laughs> I, yeah. have I see you, fam. I have a literary question. Okay, so there's different types of ways to be a narrator, right? We have like our mm -hmm. omnipotent, right, narrator, the one who knows everything. Right. And then there's like a limited narrator. So what do we call this? Because he goes back and forth between like knowing everything that's ever happened to Fred Quisha, like how she grew up killing roaches. But then I highlighted this part on my page 71. I think Kendall works a little different. And it said, God knows Fred Quisha was probably already using every opportunity she had to degenerate the man. But th uh, that's not a quote. So which is it? Does God know or does Quan know? <laughs> does God know or does Quan know? But no, on page 74, like I asked the same question. My question was, are you writing this story or watching it happen, giving us the live commentary? Which I definitely do think that in, in this block of chapters, in seven particularly, in seven mm. and, and nine, seven and nine, those two chapters particularly, Quan is really showing us his ass. He's really giving us a piece of Quan's mind. Full ass. And he's masquerading as uh, the godlike narrator when it's really just Quan. But I, I have the feeling that Quan is someone who uh, introduces himself as king. Mm. Yeah, for sure. Mm -hmm. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, God, oh. another example. Yes. Page 73, he goes, pretty ironic she gave that life lesson just less than 30 minutes ago. Pretty ironic. What? You wrote it, nigga. <laughs> nigga, you wrote it. <laughs> you wrote the shit. He's, he's his own hype man. Isn't it ironic? <laughs> that's it that's ironic? the highlight. That's when I asked the question, when it says yeah. pretty ironic. And that's why I was like, are you writing this or watching it happen? Which one is it? Both. I think I think I have the feeling that as he was writing this out at his local Starbucks, as he was writing this out, he was also responding to himself. Just like, damn, I can't believe she just said 30 minutes ago that not and it's just like he forgot he to it. stop typing. You are the one who said it. As Jesus he was Christ. doing it. He is the narr yeah, he is the narrator of his own downfall i guess so we had <laughs> the confidence so we had um that that wonderful reading of the passage that felicia went over standing at five five and weighing no more than 125 pounds mrs Watkins eerily resembled a younger lena horn jesus <sighs> she had short black wavy hair uh short short and wavy black hair with streaks of gray although she wasn't super light-skinned that offended <laughs> now I that highlighted this in another color, just that, mm. um, because I didn't know that was something that we actually put in books. I thought that was just something <laughs> we say at the table while we playing spades. Mm -hmm. But she wasn't she wasn't super light skinned like the famous legendary black actress. Her hue of, was Creole red, due in part of her Louisiana industry. Girl, uh, I was, so, what I was so upset fuck? by this. I was so upset by that. Just, sir. <sighs> Everybody in Louisiana is not light skinned. All right. First okay. All, all, all us niggas down there. Yes, we're a mixed up bunch, but you know. 
<sighs> any anything else pop out to you about this particular chapter? Because Quan other, definitely other than has the vein in my of... forehead, no. <laughs> there no. was two things. <laughs> yes, there was. I did like because um, sometimes he's a little poetic. A little. I'm not sure if you've guys <laughs> caught the poetry, but when he said TikTok on the car clock, I just really enjoyed saying that out loud. <laughs> So I think that's the one thing that made me smile. Um, but then I do have a question about why he had to describe the person who hit Miss Watkins as semi-portly. Mm-hmm. The young chubby girl. The young her chubby. Mouth with her hands and apologize. Everybody he don't like is overweight. Everybody he likes is skinny and fit. We get it, boy. We get Jeez. it. Right. Also, I love how when he describes white people, he just says Caucasian. We don't get any other description. Also, okay, he doesn't see color. He doesn't see color. He just sees, he just sees widening sizes of black women. Other than that, no face. Also, I don't want to diminish the father-daughter dance, but Mm -hmm. the reaction Mrs. Watkins has after being hit by a car, going, "Why, God? Why? I was supposed to be taking my granddaughter to a daddy-daughter dance, and now I think I'm gonna miss it. Like, why don't you just yell that out? There's so much detail." This was this was Quan's this was Quan's good times. James just died. Damn, 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 damn 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 moment. This was this was exactly what that was. Um, it's tough. It's tough out in the streets. You said, was there another one, Felicia, that you had? Oh, it was just the TikTok. The TikTok <laughs> <laughs> on the no, car also- clock. As as with his poetry, like he <laughs> he tried very hard to like get us into the scenery of this. Uh-huh. Yes. He kept uh-huh. hitting us with the orange and purple, like Ted. What was that? Like the orange, so the hue of the sky, nigga. We get it. It was sunset. We, <laughs> yeah, yeah. It was dusk, nigga. Yes, we know what that looks like. I'm telling you, these five chapters, he's really trying to like lighten himself up. Like I just mm-hmm. described the hard griminess of roaches fucking and Fred Quisha fucking and people. Fucking now I gotta lighten it up with color. Like that's I think that's the transition he's going for. Okay, so we're about halfway through the book. What is the plot? Am I missing it? <laughs> I thought it was a I think the plot is getting my see, I had the same thought, and my thought was I guess the plot is getting Maya to the daddy daughter dance. But it's a heist film? I I don't know. but in chapter eight now now we move into chapter eight and uh quick overview chapter eight austin learns that there was an accident and they not coming to the dance and um that's uh he he immediately becomes suicidal Uh, but i think this is probably the sweetest thing kwan has ever written um and this whole thing because he gets real sad and he tries to cover up his face like he not sad and then um that's he dismisses his daughter and at the very end of the chapter we learned that um fred quisha about to do some shit so yes jasmine question how mm-hmm. familiar are you two with chicago slang felicia been here longer than i have okay okay Okay, what does zesty mean? 
And oh, I just took the words out of my mouth, bro. That's the only highlight I had. What? <laughs> Looking like a zesty, zesty Judge Joe, Joe Brown. Brown. <laughs> I thought. I thought in the con because when I say when I'm when I hear zesty from my southern mind, I assume you're trying to say somebody is gay. Secretly, the choir right? director, the oh, choir director. Right, he's a little zesty. He's, he's a little, little zesty. Flourish. He has a little some. He has a little Gary with the T. I'm gonna try and see if I can Google it and see because. <laughs> <laughs> the Urban Dictionary you zesty. When I tell you my chest caved in when I read that. <laughs> Bitch, my highlight, my note is screaming. Just asterisk, <laughs> screaming. <laughs> but I, I, I'm, I'm guessing that's what it meant. I, I'm guessing he had to once. Quan once again had to do the little no homo dig, where just like he before, he was like, "I'm not going to describe this woman because she gay. I'm not going to say. I'm not going to keep going in with my two dudes because they they not gay. I just want to make that very clear. They not gay. They da da da. So I feel like with this, it was just him being like, oh, by the way, he gay. That's a characteristic, and it's not. Like, I could see Ron Kwan, while he was writing this, he did the little the little Uzi shoulders while he was writing it, looking like a Zesty <laughs> Joe Brown. Ooh, this gonna kill him. <laughs> the definition is commonly to describe characteristics, leaving the true meaning up to the listener's interpretation. What? <laughs> <laughs> Is this is that Google or or Urban Dictionary? Where's Urban the black dictionary. dictionary? Urban Dictionary is what I looked at. There's no way they updated that because that clearly means Quan is just letting us know that he would look like a a gay judge Joe Brown right. or Mathis, whichever one it is. That's that's literally all it was. Has a little flourish. Jeez. He walked with a dip. You know what I mean. <laughs> I guess just the whole this whole chapter was Austin finds out the accident and cries. Mm-hmm. That's it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, that's, that's it. it. But the, the old chapter then hides like man crying because the the biggest thing that I highlighted though because he spent this whole chapter really honestly as sweet as he could be, being nice and saying all these things about how much Austin loves his daughter and he's upset that he's not going to be able to see her and. Well, hold on, hold on. Let's be positive, real quick. This dance, it's a jail <laughs> dance. Am I right? It's jail. Yes, they, it's at the jail. jail. Correct. So these niggas got closets that they can just keep a full suit in a cell, and then they brought in a DJ and all. Like the logistics around this dance don't make sense. I mean, I never saw that on Scared Straight, but I thought maybe this was something different. <laughs> No, on I didn't see, I didn't see a dressing closet. <laughs> I think it's more of a, it's like hung up because you know, on the beds. On the bunk? Okay. Maybe on, on the, the low bunk. bunk. Mm-hmm. But isn't That's a how hanger, I imagined it. Why would they give him a hanger? Couldn't they use it as a weapon? Well, as a the, weapon, exactly. They, yeah. It's something, the, the logistics of this dance will make no sense. But the thing that really grabbed me more than anything in this whole chapter about a man that truly loves his daughter and he's upset that he won't see her. At the very end of this chapter, Quan could not help but write. That bitch Fred Quisha. And that bitch Fred Quisha wasn't going to be able to stop him. He closed his eyes and drifted off. So that old meat mouth. (laughs) Slew footed bitch. (laughs) 
<laughs> he never seen a narrator hate a character more. So like much. you made her. She hates us so much. It came out of nowhere. Literally, the sentence right before it was, he was going to fight hard, very hard to be there every second of Maya's life until the day he died. That's it all It could have literally just, it could have ended there, or it could have ended until the day he died. He closed his eyes and drifted off to sleep. But that's no. nice. Quan had to add in the one sentence, and that bitch Fred Quisha wasn't going to be able to stop him. Why, Quan? <sighs> Why? <laughs> she didn't do you nothing, man. Like you, this woman, you made her up. You made her up. Or you made you? her up. Oh. Did you? Mm. So I guess now we move on to chapter nine, and I think I guess this is the action. Okay, the I'm, action? I'm gonna start off chapter nine like this. Yes, Again, come on, Pastor Diddy. You have offended me, Quan. Mm. <laughs> so. Party B song, come on, and he go talk about every ratchet bitches come up at them. Oh, so now I'm a ratchet bitch, Quan. Now I'm because that's my come up anthem. What you trying to say? Here's what so, pissed me off. Yes. Mm -hmm. Here's what pissed me off is the fact that he wasted an entire page on song lyrics. Like I'm yes. starting to think that he had like a minimum number of words that he had to get to. So this he was adds like, up to a full minute, which is something you got to pay for. A full exactly. I was like, how is this legal? And I swear he's making like the chapter D call bigger. Like he's really trying to fill this shit up. Like he is out of words and just like they told him that you need to turn in seven pages double space by the end of the day, and he was like, got it. <laughs> right. Let me insert this long. <laughs> <laughs> So, and like, I know I, Cardi B didn't give her permission because she said, called it the Ratchet Bitch Act. <laughs> she did it. She couldn't. She did it. She did it. She did it. She did it. Okay. So I, I have to, there's, I got a lot of highlights. Okay. But I got mm -hmm. to read, I have to read the beginning of this because. Please do. Please. It's so fucked up. So, like we just said, <sighs> the beginning, it starts off with um, Cardi B. The being, entire song. And it's the entire. entire Cardi B's very first hit the entire song. All right. Bodak Yellow. Said little bitch, Correct. you can't fuck with me if you wanted to. There's the whole song. Okay. My so God. here we go. They said Frey Quisha and her two ride or die besties, Ty Keisha and Antoinetta, bob their weed covered, weave covered heads to the catchy Cardi B song, Every Ratchet Bitches Come Up Anthem. Now, <sighs> I'm why can't they just be their best friends why do we need to point out their weave covered head he's saying it you know how niggas always be like I don't like a woman who wears all that weave and the wigs I want a natural girl I want blah 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 but they steady picking the girls where you can see the squares from the top of their front face wigs that not so invisible part yeah that one. <laughs> so he goes on moo moo we back to calling her a cow <laughs> <laughs> Mumu, Mumu was did okay. I have a hard time reading this. Mumu was did the did fuck, the fuck up. up. Mumu was did the fuck up from head to toe. She was in full South Side niggerette mode. That was a highlight of mine as well. What's niggerette? Niggerette. So I have a salad dressing. I have a theory about what a niggerette is. Wait, did you say a salad dressing? That was my second one. <laughs> <laughs> also, a niggerette is a menthol cigarette. Uh, Ooh, I thought yeah, it was like the thought. name of a dance team. Like you'd be a majorette, <laughs> but if you had an HBCU, you were niggerette. Just dancing with white gloves on and red lips. <laughs> Just majorette dance. 
That's an incorrect. Please welcome to the field. The Southern University. The niggerettes. Oh, why am I hearing homecoming? As they play Can You Feel It on the field. Oh, goodness. Her front lace ran down her back, damn near touching her ass. She was rocking a gold V-neck see-through mini dress that hugged every lump and bump in her thighs, ass, and midsection. Again. Why? Why? The sentence is she was wearing this gold see-through mini dress. That's it. <coughs> That's it. But he hates her though. So <sighs> however, tonight to conceal her to conceal her true bad bodied figure. Fred Quisha had on a corset tightly wrapped around her midsection to stop the combination of belly fat and stretch mark skin from being revealed to the world at large. I'm so tired. So tired. Very tired. I ran this morning and now I feel like I did it again. You know? This is a marathon. Who he is Fred Quisha and people. what did she do? He hates, he fucking hates it. And I promise you his mama big. So <laughs> what? Somebody yeah. had to say it. Yeah. It's, it, uh, and then it's like now from a cursory glance, one would assume Fred <laughs> was a paid boss bitch who ran her own na- hair shop or a nail salon. Why it gotta be? But Fred Quisha's ass was unemployed and living off of Illinois taxpayers. Can't buy weed with a food stamp card. You can't. You cannot. I tried. I know. You can't buy using EBT card to get anything out of the hair hair supply. So if it's not enough, though, that he had to once again tear Fred Quisha down Mm, to the point of nothing, now he has to add in her friend, Ty Keisha, Ty Keisha was short, fat, and black. Uh, Not another description at all. Another highlight. (laughs) This part I highlighted and I got angry about because he says, but didn't mind mind wearing loud, bold neon colors. And that's like a, a common, like, just a... I don't know, one of those things that black men do to just limit what black women can and can't do. They mm-hmm. say dark-skinned women don't look good in bright colors, and they fucking do. Mm-hmm. Like, you absolutely, ugh. It just, that's just one of the things that really annoys when people say you're too dark for that or you can't wear that. Yeah. Ugh. It, it, it makes no, it's such a light-skinned nigga with your tongue out comment as a headshot. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah, it really is. And, and again, I wrote down the hatred for black women is palpable. That it was, pissed yes. me off. And then at the end of the sentence, at the end of the, I don't even want to call this a paragraph because it's really not enough sentences. But at the end of it, he said to to wrap up how you describe Taikisha as if short, fat, and black wasn't offensive enough. He says, "Bitch, looked like she was straight out of Bebe's kids." With a huge gap in between our two front teeth, she almost looked comedic with this purple lace front bob she had on her head. Would comical wow. have been the right word? Comedic feels wrong. It is. It's okay. Wrong. <laughs> <laughs> How much, okay, because I know you're a grandma snob. How much would they have to pay you to edit a Quan Mills book? Ooh, I've been editing as I read it, and I just keep. <laughs> 
<laughs> I can't help it. Like at one point he used she adorned her granddaughter. Don't you mean adored Quan? Like I've been I've been going over this with a fine tune quote. Quan, you can't use the name brands of everything in in a book. Like that's not how that works. You don't use the name brands of things. It's like he didn't go to an editor at all. He just said, All right, well it's done, girl, here. Published. That's it. The longest he's ever yeah. spent on a book is ninety days. That I held on to that one. He writes that's some, it. That's, that's a Tyler Perry level. That's that Tyler Perry level. There is no rough draft. There's only this. There's <laughs> just the manuscript. There's just no rough draft. There's no let me go over this with a fine tooth comb. Nothing. Just... Nope. It's just this. It's just this. But if and he then gives he... fifty dollars and like a eight a weed, and it got to be good. Like you got to give me some. Not no Reggie. Not no mid neither. I need some like <laughs> top shelf quality. Like fifty dollars <laughs> and and an eight. So after he describes her, he goes on to describing his favorite subject, which is light-skinned women. And he moves on to Antoinetta. And he said, Antoinetta, on the other hand, was just a shade lighter than Taikisha, but was much slimmer. What the fuck? Hmm. Here we are. Does Quan know any woman? Is there any woman in his life? Besides his baby mamas? Besides. This is the first character he's tried to compliment, and all he says is, she was a standout sexy hoe. <laughs> what the fuck? Yes. He can't possibly know any women. He can't. I just... So he, keeps, he keeps describing Antoinetta as, despite, he, gets, he goes on to say, despite Fred Quisha asserting herself as the de facto leader of the trio, Given years ago, she truly was a sexy standout, a, a, a standout sexy hope. Antoinetta was the sexiest and resembled Tiara. Scrap, first of all, I didn't even know this was that nigga's full name. Who says Scrap De Leon? Isn't this a little scrappy? It's a little scrappy. So I thought that was you, a different person. Lil Scrappy's real name is Scrap De Leon. Oh, no, there's, two there's, there's Scrap, there's Lil Scrap and there's Scrap De Leon, and I think oh. they're cousins. Unfortunately, my sister watches Love in Hip Hop Atlanta, and I'm... Oh, so they're not the same person. Okay. Correct. So, but, well, apparently she resembled T.R. Scrap De Leon's baby mama from Love and Hip Hop. She does have a last Atlanta. name. He could have said Tierra Becca. <laughs> That's it. Or he could have described her as her own individual self. God forbid she be her own individual. Jesus. She is cute. She's cute. Good for her. <laughs> <laughs> I, I wouldn't put being name dropped in a Quan Mills book like on my resume, you know? Like, <laughs> uh, uh, is B Kilo real? I didn't even look him up. So I did look up B Kilo. Okay. So I had to look it up and I, I think he might, I'm not quite sure. I think this B Kilo character might be a combination of rappers because mm -hmm. i looked at b kilo i typed in into google b kilo chicago rapper and the only thing that came up for me is someone named um formerly or maybe formerly known as kilo mm -hmm. and then he changed his name to kilo ali but he's from atlanta and dead so okay, oh, okay. i don't know if it's the same person or for this inspiration or maybe this um, dead character was at one point in the west side of Chicago. I'm not sure, but I could not find it. So I don't know. But this, this, this chapter is a lot of description because not only did he 
disrespect Fred Quisha again, as well as Fred Quisha's friends, or just the dark-skinned one. He let the light-skinned one go. We also now get to meet Fred Quisha's baby daddies, and like a little bit of a description. Oh God, of Fred Quisha's baby daddies. Now remember, Fred Quisha got three kids. She got Maya, which is Austin's Austin's uh, baby girl, and then she got two other boys. Now I don't know if I know how to. I don't know how to say these boys' names. If I was a teacher, I'd be fucked. But one of them is Kwamani. Kwamani. Kimani. 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 Kimani and Zamir. And then once again, he starts off describing them by, oh, by the way, <laughs> Kimani and Zamir got different fathers. We know, nigga. We know. <laughs> he just had Another to highlight. go into describing them. Jesus. Another highlight. Just when I thought Quan's storytelling couldn't get any worse, here we are. What's, what, I, what, is, what highlight did you have, Dede? Oh, and by the way. <laughs> <laughs> so I did. That... Yes, Felicia. Besides, before going into the fathers, I did highlight about um, earlier in the day, getting some bomb-ass dick from Deontay and Marvin. Oh, <laughs> uh, yeah. <laughs> I think I just highlighted bomb-ass dick because I just wanted to know <laughs> how did he know? That it was, I don't even want to get into it. I just want to. He wrote that scene, but then he was like, it's too much for the book. It's too much for the book. Let me take the descriptions out. It's probably like a hidden chapter. We'll get in episode two or some shit like that. It just upset me. But we meet Kumani's father, Mark, better known in the streets as Marco Polo, was the same age as Fred Quisha and worked full time at a payday loan company on the north side. However, his job was a front. A way for him to get access to social security numbers and sell them on the dark web, the internet's black market. I love that he explains what the dark web is. I love that. Just in case you didn't know. Just in case you didn't know. You people. You um, so, <laughs> I mean, he's been giving us detailed instructions all the way up until this point. Why stop? Why stop? Why stop now? So uh, we meet him. He basically, he, he sells people shit and he basically lies so people get more money. Got it. That's what the him does. Zamir, the other boy, his father, on the other hand, was a well-known dope boy in the South suburbs who pushed everything from heroin, coke, weed, zannies, ecstasy, lean, etc. Kevin, which is his real name, better known on the streets as Gooch. Of course. Gooch. Was the definition <laughs> of a mobile street pharmacy. You name it, he had it. Although he wasn't on a kingpin level. And then she and he details out that because because Fred Quisha has a heart, she has a heart for dope boys. She didn't go through the court system to get um, money from him. Like they just on the low give money. What I think is wild is the fact that we're in, we're being introduced to the baby's fathers by description for no reason. Like they what? came up because after describing in detail her outfit, he was like, oh, and she paid for it with their child support. But like the men actually aren't in the scene. He just mm -hmm. wanted to give us two paragraphs describing them. And it's like, that's kind of a tangent because unless they show up, there was kind of no need for that. Just mm -hmm. so- Kind of like Mr. Garrison, Nate. Remember him? He owns the building that she lives in that we oh, ain't seen since then. Oh, and he <laughs> likes international pussy. <laughs> the one that likes, the one that likes Dominican about? pussy. Why do we know that? 
I don't even why know. we know too much about this man's life. But I will say this: the description of the fathers could have been useful at the beginning because there was confusion uh-huh. about the boys anyway. You could you should have told us that a long time ago, which is why he said, "Oh, by the way, I forgot, but I'm gonna add it now." Nigga. Yes, they could have brought that up when they were talking about like describing the kids because she said right. hood. He he said something like. They're growing into exactly what she wanted. Hood niggas like their fathers. That was a right. time to describe them. And then you mm-hmm. go, Zamir's father was blah, 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 blah. And then Kwai Kwamir, and he should have put in, in parentheses how to pronounce it, was this. Like, that's what you should have done, but... But if you had given You know what I think is hilarious? His golden boy, Austin, has the youngest child of Fred Quisha's. So that means he got on with Fred Quisha after she had two children by these men. So mm-hmm. like, we're supposed to think that he's this perfect being that just made one mistake in his life. But like, why did he get with her? If he like, he's the third baby daddy. You know what Knowing I mean? Knowing that she already had two kids with two other men. And I'm assuming, I'm assuming, I'm just assuming that all dope boys and shit know each other. So mm-hmm. like, you knew, you knew she was trash before you right. fucked her. You right. knew that before you put your un, unshielded dick in her. So you know, like, we keep getting all of this background and we, you know what we don't have? When Austin met Franquisha, we do not have their first date or whatever. I don't know if they went on a date, but you know what I mean? Like we don't get that's that's God closed his eyes. So that meant like God blinked and they fucked. And so we'll never know. <laughs> uh. Yeah, we miss, we miss all that. But uh, in this one, so Fred Quisha, she's her and her friends, they out at the club, which I honestly didn't pick that up until I figured out that they were already inside the club. I was like, what? Oh, they in the club? I thought they were just talking about going to one. Okay, I didn't know that. But they at the club, and um, there's a fight. So, hmm, I don't know what to say about this. Um, summary, Fred Quisha sees someone from afar that she likes and someone else is already talking to him so she orchestrates a fight to get the attention of another dude does Quan know women like <laughs> what the fuck uh, you you never threw a drink on a girl so your girl can fuck a guy you never did that can y'all see that has Quan ever met a woman <laughs> it's it's upsetting the just the overall arc of like i almost said me and my homegirls he's he's definitely upset me and my homegirls definitely (laughs) definitely upset us oh my god we just don't do that we don't just like I've never in my life been like, hey, let's let's spill a drink. Also, drinks cost money. This is so a stupid. Lot. Yeah. And for him, they don't have money. And for all. I guess for I guess for Quan, his way of justifying this is he gives a little description of I guess Fred Quisha's type. Fred Quisha had an addiction to street niggas that somewhat resembled athletes. In fact, all of the men Fred Quisha ever fucked were dope boys who could pass up professional football or basketball players. Hence why she hooked up with Austin. So, <laughs> so I'm to understand that she is a lumpy, bumpy bridge troll in a dress. 
Mm, yes. In a, in a gold dress. A gold in body a, kind. A, a gold see-through dress. You can see a your nipples. see-through body kind, whatever. Yet somehow, this completely disgusting, purple-lipped, ashy, raggedy human being lands mm-hmm. all these fine-ass Negroes. I'm, I'm, I'm very confused. So confused. Very, very confused. But she, or- so she orchestrates a plan for Antoinetta to walk over to this um, man, spill a drink, and then Tyquisha was going to be behind her just in case, or not just in case, when the girl starts wanting to fight, and then they were going to, like, move the fight away so she could then get with this one dope boy, who a person she assumes is a dope boy. Why is these, her little friends are supposed to have no self-esteem because what she says is, Antoinette, listen, ho, you need to go over there and accidentally spill that motherfucking drink all over that silly ass hoe over there and let me get my hands on that nigga. Like, she it sounded orders just like her. Fred Quisha. It Did like- I? <laughs> yeah. yeah, definitely. No, is that good. what you that's imagine good. Fred Quisha talks like? Yeah. That's, that's it. But like, she called Antoinette a hoe. Like, we don't talk, to, do y'all talk to your friends like that? Nobody Hell no. Nobody, nobody does this. Yes, nobody do. does this. Yes, they do. Look, they do. When I'm around my sister, God bless <laughs> her. Um, my sister and her friends, like that's how they talk, bitch. Cause look, oh, uh, bitch. Oh, uh, one thing about it, bitch. Oh, why are you like? I was like, I'm like okay. <laughs> but no, no, no. That's different <laughs> like, though. Okay. It's one thing for me, like, okay, bitch, whatever. But for me to be like now, it's one thing to just be like conversating, like just throwing bitch out as a name, like whatever. No, no, but it's to like then this. say. Okay to order somebody like listen ho bitch give me your lunch money give me your lunch money right now bitch somebody mm-hmm. goes like back up. bitch give me your fucking phone i need to see something real quick like you know that's kind of how they talk to each other you a little time. rough that sounds rough <laughs> it's a little rough it is a little i don't know rough. if i can handle that just like it in a regular my, environment it hurts my feelings sometimes but i do <laughs> I feel what? like my sisters would literally like implode if I called the poet random like that. <laughs> I do say, I do be like, when one of them says something wild, I'd be like, nigga. But that's different. Yeah, yeah. It's that's, a whole other, yeah. that's a whole other thing. But her friends agree to it and they think it's a joke. So they go over there to waste the $15 they just spent on whatever little sex on the beach they drinking right the fuck now. And, and she does it. And well, look, it works. So this is what I highlighted. Fred Quisha's yeah. eyes turn to evil slits, and he's wearing out that device. Like slits is his favorite. I'm thing. sick and tired oh. of hearing that. <laughs> All types. <laughs> All sick types of, of racket, ratchet machinations ran through her one-dimensional minds. Now that is the name of my new band, Ratchet Machinations. Ooh. I hope y'all come to our first show. It's going to be great. Ratchet Machinations, Lord God. That's Open it up for Ratchet Machinations. Give it up for the Nerrats. Ratchet Machinations, Jesus Christ. Um, that should have been the name of the book. Like, I would have I been interested in Ratchet Machinations. I want to know more about this. So he details out going over to to mess with this fake ass uh, Azalea Banks looking hoe again as he describes her I'm not making that up Quan did he did that with his mind and then with his fingers and then with his self publish button so that's what he did and then they kind of get into it 
and what I had highlighted from their argument is the 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 quote unquote dark skinned girl that was going to talk to this light skinned man. She yells at him, but eventually she gives up. She goes, "You know what? I'm not gonna stop these base. I'm not gonna stoop to these basic ass trashy hoes level. Bye, nigga. Have at it." This nasty fat bitch looked like she probably got roaches. Right. They said it. <laughs> they said it. He said the name of the book again. That's the second time he finally said the name of the book. But then it works. It works. Um, and I had one other thing highlight at the very end of this chapter. Anything else I'll jump out to you guys before I say the last thing? I don't wanna. <laughs> that was about it for me. He, he wore me out on this. He really wore me out this chapter. I was none too good. So at the very end of it, after Fred Quisha, after after the girl leaves Fred Quisha and them alone, um, he goes on. Ty Taikisha and Antoinetta realize the mission was accomplished. Walk away to find some other some other sexy paid dicks in the club. Ratchet machinations. <laughs> and then Fred Quisha says, or he says, Conchell, but my niggas call me Trail. He responded as, and smiled as he took a sip of his drink. Some brown, some brown liquor, of course. Niggas love that dark. <laughs> Why? Why? Is that Why? a slogan? Is that like a commercial slogan? Niggas brown liquor. Niggas love niggas that love dark. dark. <laughs> Start JB Smooth. Snip <laughs> <laughs> love that dark. Oh, yeah, we do. Love JB. that dark. What of it? Oh, uh, a dark drink. Just uh, which I mean, I guess I'm drinking whiskey right now, but that's because Quan drove me to it. Amen. I was if gonna I, drink orange juice. <laughs> oh my god, what if Quan's real name is Quantrell? <laughs> oh no. That's how he was wrapped up in Spit the story. Take. <laughs> oh, I hope so. He was writing I his own so. story. He fucked. Now we figure it out. He fucked Fred Quisha. And everyone decided to stay on just so this one thing could fucking happen. Am I missing something? Am I just do I just not have a heart? It's called a Christmas miracle, Rachel. <laughs> Thank you. You gotta give in, man. This is some Hallmark shit right here. It really is. Like, he got me at the end of it. No, baby girl, this is real. This is really happening. I'm like, oh, Quan, that was sweet. <laughs> Hallmark presents belly. Like, that's <laughs> a <pretty good. laughs> <It's bullshit>. <laughs> <laughs> Now, one thing I did highlight that I noticed when I was going through the Kindle, it said it was one of the most highlighted passages of anyone reading the book. So of all these people that have read this book, this is a passage that everybody uh, highlights. And I feel like Yes, he does. It was also Quan trying to let us know how good of a person he is and probably how good of a father <sighs> he is to his multiple children, I'm assuming. Which was when a man lives up to the expectations of fatherhood, protecting and guiding his uh kith and kith yeah. and kin. I wish I've never heard that word before. What's a kith yeah. and I have no idea. Kith and Ken, daughters stand in admiration of their kingly qualities. Yeah, his his people, basically. Mm. One's friends, acquaintances, and relations. Yeah, his people. 
So why would you say kith and quith, kin? He was trying to be alliterative and flourishy. And <laughs> every now he and needed then. three more letters to make an extra page. <laughs> right. Like, every now and then he just get worded for the hell of it. Just say, I do know words, by the way. Like, yeah, we get it, Quan. Fuck you. Fuck you, too. Um, so all of them jumped up. And I guess now rules don't matter because Jonah came with him. He wasn't on the list to come the first fucking time. And but now okay. Jonah came with his camera and everybody, everybody is just standing around watching these two people dance to, I, I guess the only song that they played at this dance was Dance With My Father Again. Could by you imagine that? Eight hours? Eight hours of DJ playing? Eight hours of that shit. <laughs> dance With My Father. Like, I can't. Can't you know what could have been playing this? in the background with, with Beyonce dancing with Matthew? I don't want to see this shit. That's hell. That sounds like a nightmare to me. Like that DJ, by that point, he should have killed somebody. Like he should be in jail now because I've been. He playing should be rooming up. He's like, I'm gonna go to bed. I'm playing this one fucking record for eight hours straight. <laughs> <laughs> I'm gonna kill every nigga in here. Maybe the DJ is an inmate. Like <laughs> he doesn't have a choice. And he's like, of course I will. I'll do it. Yeah. Well, the I only way he could have like recovered from this chapter is if he would have been like uh Quan woke up from his dream like this was a dream <laughs> it was all a dream because <laughs> at least it would make more sense but other than that trash that happens within it this the the trash of it logistically making no sense because i'm not gonna sit here and say i know a lot about jail but i know that's not how it works I just, I just know deep down in my soul that that is not how it works. But other than that, it's a pretty nice chapter. It's pretty sweet. It's, I mean, did y'all have anything else highlighted from it? Uh, Austin at this point was Maya's only true source of parental love and protection. And of course, I wrote, well, at least Moose stayed out of jail, bitch. At least she had sense enough to not go to prison. So, mm -hmm. <laughs> mm -hmm. how about that? Catch that dirt. Uh. And but the love of a the love a daughter has for her father indescribable and unfathomable. And I'm like, God, it's really not that serious, Quan. Like, it's not this magical thing you make it out to be. I got a daddy, he's cool. <laughs> <sighs> like I love Mike, that's my nigga, but at the same time, chill. <laughs> All right. You put a little too much on it. Like I said at the beginning, I think these five chapters was a break. I really do. Like when you go through the harshest of the first six chapters. And then you get to chapter 13, which is where we'll end this wonderful serialized podcast that literally starts off with another song. Another song. Jesus. Uh, this has definitely been like a breather out of these chapters. Outside of the whole, you know, Tyquisha's short, flat, short, fat, black, and ugly. And, oh my gosh. Do you see how you much know, this is wearing us down? Where like what we consider okay, like he's 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 hit the bar in this crazy place where we're like, you know what? Nobody had a train run on them. There wasn't right. there wasn't a beetle, not beetle, a roach funeral. <laughs> like we're doing all right. You, know? you should be thankful. Right. We should be thankful. Uh, but then and then another one. So what Dr. Sterling smiling used a paper towel she had in her pocket. Why she had that in her pocket? Anyway. Yeah, paper towel. It's one of those brown, dry, thin piece paper towels like from the bathroom. 
like just because she's a lesbian she has extra because she's it's 100 because she's lesbian because lesbians only use those that's what that's what kwan wants us to know about and then she clasped oh, her hands together kwan. and mumbled this is healing this is god this is god oh <laughs> i feel like in his was brain strong. he was like oh she's she's ayana She's like, Anna, fix my yeah, life. Yeah, she's fixing their life. And then Ms. Watkins and Jonah both overwhelmed, trembling with elation, soaked in oceanic tears. What? Oceanic? Why does it have to be Quan? <laughs> what? You're describing all the wrong Riding things. Rhythm. Tears of water, oh. yes. Oceanic? What do you mean oceanic? Did it have, like, organisms living in it? Like... <laughs> <laughs> And then the baby says, "He don't know. I want to dance all day, all night, and forever with you. I never want to leave." So this girl got to choose between roaches and jail. I'm just very confused. Mm, yeah, so she's six, and she hasn't seen him in two years. Two right? years. So how she even remembers that nigga? I don't even. Okay. Know. I was gonna say I don't feel like kids can form that strong of attachments That's under like age five, right? That's what I'm saying. Like she's just. I... Ugh, she's. But she's abused. She's been traumatized. But that's true. You would think she's missing teeth. By now. So many. But it Naturally. could be like when she spends time with her grandmother, Mrs. Watkins just puts Austin on such a big pedestal that right. she sees him as like my way out of here. Like, like right. my, the Black Panther. When my mm-hmm. daddy's free, I can, you know, I'll be, I'll, my life will be better because I won't be with my mom anymore. That's probably, mm. that's probably the case. She didn't bucked it up so much. And maybe she wants, she needs something to hope for because her world is so hopeless. Mm-hmm. Right. Like she lives in such like a war zone that she has this fantasy built up in her head about what her life would be with her father, even if he is in jail. She don't even want to leave jail. Which right. is so funny because when he gets out, if he didn't have Mrs. Watkins, he would be in a housing situation almost identical to Fred Keisha. Like, who, be like he's going to be a- But he's still going to have a housing situation because he's going to have to live in a halfway house probably for like mm-hmm. X amount of months before he can even go home. So. Mm-hmm. My God. Poor Maya. Her so, life is shit. That's 7 through 12. I mean, I guess. that's That was my, I guess. <laughs> some shit happened in it. and then why we had to learn about officer clayton and his daughter and everything we had to find out that his daughter died at 28 well, okay well we had to find out that nate likes dominican pussy what's the difference <laughs> we the get difference? background on everything that exists whether it moves the story or not we had to learn that the girl who hit the hit the back of the car was fat and dumb Jesus. and dumb Mm-hmm. I'm surprised he didn't that. give us her first name, last name, and social security number. He did it for everybody else. She's just another one of you dumb fat whores that I hate so much. <laughs> uh, Felicia, we got chapters 13 through 17 in an epilogue. What do you think is going to happen? Nothing. Absolutely <laughs> nothing. nothing. Nothing except Fred Quisha is still gonna have roaches. Mm-hmm. Austin might still be in jail. Right. That's how it. many chapters is it? You know, I never even looked at how many chapters it is. So it's just thirteen, fourteen in the epilogue. It's um, there's thirteen through seventeen. There's seventeen oh, chapters 17? total. Mm-hmm. But you know, two of them probably gonna be sentences. So right. 
and song lyrics. Just and, and song lyrics. Songs, like exactly. It's going to be a Spotify playlist link. Oh. <laughs> That's it. Listen to this. This is what happened. But yeah, and then there's an epilogue, which I'm assuming is sets up uh, episode two. Jasmine, I'll accept an apology at this point. Like, oh, okay, okay. That Jasmine, how, what do you what do you hope happens between thirteen through the end? Here's the thing: there are three books in this series. Yep. So my and then hope, there's a spinoff, and there's a spinoff. Just what's the spinoff called? Uh, this this uh this whole eat chitlins. Oh my god! This um, roaches got holes. Tell me. <laughs> <laughs> roaches with hoes would be so much more exciting. Side uh, chicks, all of the like love. But here's the thing. My hope is that something happens. My hope is that there is some <laughs> right now I'm like if I were to describe this book and say like well, how would I explain it? Okay, it's about well, it's kind of about well, so it's about this woman who has roaches in her house. Well, it's also kind of about this man who had a baby with her and well, what happens? Um, somebody gets in a car accident and mm-hmm. then they go to a dance. Okay, and then like, mm-hmm. what's the, and you, you, there's, I'm so sorry. I don't feel like I'm phrasing this. To, I, I <laughs> <laughs> what is the expedition? What is the, like, what is at stake here? What are we accomplishing? And it feels like a lot of nothing, you know? Like, mm-hmm. I, I hope something happens, but I have, I have a, I have a feeling that he's just going to go on with more and more chapters of just descriptions. And then it's going to end on a cliffhanger. A cliffhanger that actually sets up some kind of action. In, in, in episode two. Yes. Dee, 13 through the epilogue. What do you think is going to happen? Well, I really don't have any expectations at this point. Mm. Um, <laughs> None whatsoever. He has robbed you of expectation. None. None at all. Um, so I Quan <laughs> has already taught me that he will make me suffer for any hope that I have. <laughs> so what I hope happens is that Nate comes back from the Dominican Republic with like uh-huh. crap with like just you know, like almost <laughs> a Ghostbusters like proton pack and he comes in with you know, with the poison and stuff to exterminate the roaches. Like, he just goes in there and he just lays waste to it with just, like, a flamethrower, like, the whole building. That would be nice. Mm -hmm. Kill everybody inside. (laughs) 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 Mommy and... and, uh, And Maya can sit and look across the street and say, it's done. And then leave. <laughs> like she is done. That's the book I want to read. It's done. it's done. Like at the like at the end of us with that little boy with the mask on in front of the car, just right. like just, ah. just sitting there. <laughs> mm. And she can uh, walk off and just start her new life, um, with the with her real family. But I um, I don't know, girl. I, maybe another sex scene. I would hope. That's what I, I think. Do. I definitely think we are gonna we are in store for another sex scene um between fred quisha and the light-skinned nigga with dreads maybe yeah. even one with all of them with ty quisha antoinette of fred quisha there's so many fucking vows ty quisha <laughs> antoinette fred quisha and light-skinned nigga with dreads i'm gonna right, call him sway for now uh, Quantrell. Quantrell. Can't forget about Quantrell. Quantrell. So I, I think that I think we definitely got another sex scene, but I think the sex scene is gonna get interrupted maybe by the police talking about knock knock knock. It's about Austin. Uh, 
<laughs> and then they all meet up in jail at four o'clock in the morning because time time <laughs> so, so getting custody of the baby in jail yes but I, I i honestly i have no idea what could happen so i guess we just gonna have to read at chapters 12 through the uh, 17 or 13 through 17 and the epilogue and find out if i guess if Fred Quisha buy some raid or she just clean up a little bit. I mean, Austin should <sighs> get out of out of jail the next chapter because it's been about a day. He's about to be out anyway. Oh. <laughs> right. He just gonna walk out with his family tomorrow. All right, well, it was nice and knowing y'all. <laughs> you have a lovely family. Y'all can take him home. Who knows? But I will say I'm excited to finish this. <laughs> <laughs> I, I... I really feel like he's going to go with a cliffhanger just because, I mean, why else would why you not? want to read another one? Like, Because this whole had roaches in her crib. <laughs> That's the title alone. Are it you serious? Trilogy. It screams trilogy. It'll be like Star Wars, you know, just Lord of the Rings. I hope the second that. book is from the roaches perspective. I hope they tell the That's exact same good. story. <laughs> the All all the way back to the beginning. <laughs> yep, and her name's Roach Quisha, and we talk about that three-way she had, and she's just it's living actually, a parallel life. It's actually being told from the baby Roach from after Daddy Roach Sr. died. It's okay, the little, Roach the Junior. precious baby girl. It's the it's precious Junior. baby girl in her life now without a father. Thanks the to Roaches Black had Army. more exposition, because it's like really a, a death at the beginning, you know, like, that's how you get your hero story, like the life. A death and, and a Daddy funeral. dies, and then, mm-hmm. like, that actually, that leads to a better story. So Fred Quisha is Scar in this situation. Yes. Daddy <laughs> Rosina is Mufasa and Fred Quisha is Scar. And she is still the villain. But also, I think what would be interesting to find, the roaches are equally disgusted with humans. Mm. Mm. I like that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, turns out. But they have more compassion than we do. That's the thing. They're good. Yeah, this hoe got a Fred Quisha in her crib. <laughs> this this has got a Fred Quisha in her crib. Well, we will find out. It's been nice talking to you, ladies. Let's get to reading yes. 13 through epilogue. I'll oh, see y'all us, next time. Let us pray. Honestly, I think I have a headache. How are y'all doing? <laughs> I mean, I have a headache as well. I don't know if it's a hangover or it's fine, but I definitely got one. Both can't be both. good. Yeah. I'm Jesus. telling you, I heard I heard Felicia in her room go, is Rachel out there? Because I was sitting on the couch watching TV. And then she opened the door and started crawling out of the room. And she said, <laughs> I was just like, <laughs> because what? Jesus. What got I told you, I told you this chat this this collection of chapters has the most physical descriptions in it. And they are more and more maddening. It was hard to read. Like, these are so short, but it was hard for me to, like, keep going. I was at the club one night. One, one night. night. When I saw that night, she, she was kind of good throat to, to me. She looked kind of good Maybe this is how it all, like, where this all came from. He hooked up with a... With club a one night? <laughs> yes. Mm. And and this is the story of regret. And he's yeah, just... it is. I mean, it's definitely something I regret. <laughs> Absolutely. 
Right. But now Absolutely. he's mad at Fred Quisha because he couldn't see at first how busted she was. That's her fault that she right. was so drunk and horny and ready to get Jesus. down. If only so after... he could that warning from that skinny, dark girl. She it's looked like me. she got roaches in her crib. Uh, <laughs> that was everything you touch is gonna turn into roaches. Um, and it did. <laughs> it did. It did. So after that wonderful, wonderful, wonderful copyright for uh, brown liquor, niggas love that dark. We go into chapter ten, and the first thing I wrote after I finished reading chapter ten two seconds later was this was not a chapter it wasn't it wasn't Mm-mm. but the very not first line it troubled me of course because absolute pitch darkness explained the na- the late morning suburban starry skies what 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 <laughs> what what maybe okay what do y'all think he meant to say Ex- he meant to say it was dark in the jail cell <laughs> expanded ex ex all he had to say was, it was dark. It was, uh, yeah, it was dark in the suburban starry, and you can see the suburban starry skies, or I'm not sure. Or he could have just not wrote the book. <laughs> <laughs> or, or, uh, your, your frustration is palatable. It, like, it really is. It really is. It, it, like, I could feel it. I could feel it. I was wondering who was going to clock out first, and I feel like we felt I feel like she clocked out chapter two. Like after, uh, <laughs> whenever, whenever the roach pussy juice happened, I think that was- that, that broke us all. Really, <laughs> roach pussy juice. So after we uh, struggle uh, through the first sentence, I mean, this chapter, I the don't full really- moon shone its glory. What? What? And he spelled it S H O W N. Like maybe you meant to use the past tense, the past uh, perfect shown, but at the same time that would be incorrect. I don't even think past perfect of shine is shown. Shown. Shined. Did shine. I just oh. <laughs> let it shown. Let it show. Let it show. Let it show. <laughs> Jesus. <laughs> See, I I struggle with grammar and syntax a lot. And so it's easy for me to figure out what people mean. And sometimes I'm just, I I just, I don't know. Oh, did he mean to use shown like as in has shown? Okay, but the full moon showed. It would just be the past, just past tense. The full moon showed its glory, not shown. Mm-hmm. Shown its glory be, makes no sense. It wouldn't be has shown because that's not the. Ugh. One of the first things that you learn when you are writing anything, a book, a script, a sketch, or whatever, is something that's always helped me. Is they say if you don't read it out loud, then it's just right. some words on a piece of paper. And, and Quan <laughs> did not read this out loud. He did not read this out loud. Not once. He didn't because read I, it in his head. He didn't read it in his head after he wrote it. He typed it. I definitely it. struggle with like the all that stuff too, Jasmine. But when I hear it, when I hear it, and I, I know it's wrong. Like if you say it out loud, I can hear that it's wrong. And I go, mm, that don't sound right. Is there yeah. something wrong? And I don't think that he did that. But now we get another description, once again, of a character who does not matter to the storyline whatsoever. 
fucking ever. Oh. And that is Austin's little brother, Jonah. I wrote, I am honestly so sick and tired of this extra backstory. <laughs> <laughs> we don't need none of this. We don't. But without it, because remember, this book doesn't have a plot. What else do we have? Because right. there's, there's no, right. there's nothing happening. We're not working towards anything. We're not working. Towards we could call this Quan Mills presents a description of people and things I hate. Like uh, <laughs> that's it. That's it. And also that's my it. favorite brand names, all in one. Yeah. So every brand that I've ever heard of in my life will be in this book. Yeah, yeah there's commercial. He he describes his little brother for like. He describes his little brother, then he describes the accident again, as if we didn't already fucking figure it out two chapters ago. He wants he goes into detailed damage because we're all mechanics who can offer a quote right now. Um, yeah. Into what the, was into that? The car. What was that? And then like the Miss um, Watkins wasn't going to know the full extent of the damage until Monday or Tuesday when the Geico claimed adjusters was scheduled to come out to do an assessment of the damage. Why did we need to? Why did we need that? I don't work for Geico. Right, that's what I'm saying. Why are you just name dropping every brand? You say she called the fucking insurance company. Look, look, did you want song lyrics or more details you've already heard? Because those are your options. Those are your options. And he can't afford that many copyrights. And then at the beginning of that paragraph, he used Austin when he should have used Jonah. He said Austin shook and sank his head. Uh, not shook and sank. Anyway, god damn it, the grandma. Oh, you're right. He forgot. <laughs> I did not notice that. He's that. You are absolutely right. It's, that's oh, why I was very confused. Much, that's why I was confused. I was like, but isn't he in jail? I said, oh no, wait, he's a bad writer. Never mind. Um, <laughs> <laughs> you are absolutely right. I completely, I didn't, I completely scanned over that because I was already over it. Uh, Austin shook and sank his head once he fully gawked and gawked and analyzed. The entirety of the damage done to his mother's Murano. Wow, that I didn't even know that. For me. That sentence was difficult. Um, it was. I think it was hard for Quan to write. <sighs> I just. It yeah, was there's no way. There's no way anyone proofreads this. There's just no way. He changes tense a lot. Like he voice. Like oh, oh boy. <laughs> but it's this chapter is very short. It's not something that should have been a chapter. At the fuck no. all. All, all literally all that happens is Jonah comes home from work he describes more of the back of the car and Miss <laughs> Watkins is sitting on the couch watching HGTV or whatever the fuck she watching and then the cops show up that's that's what's confusing to me because it's 12:45 in the morning or one in it's the a, morning I it's guess. a good 240 it's a good my I'm guessing if he came back by 12:45 he stood outside and looked at the car and analyzed the car probably for a good maybe like five six minutes then he went inside probably sat down took his you know shoes off or something sat down hugged his mama they watched tv and they talked for a little bit so that means by the time the doorbell rang i'm guessing it's two o'clock in the morning good evening or morning like he seems confused about what time it is himself like he's yeah good evening or morning is everything all right like what do you Oh, it's definitely past midnight then. It's like the next day. It's definitely uh-huh. the next day. And, and that would have happened. I understood this daddy-daughter dance started at like six. Right. Mm-hmm. 
Right. It started at seven. They had to be there by six, I think. It was. Yes. Okay. That's what it is. It started. They had to be there by that time, and it started at seven. Now I can't imagine that the jail was just going to be open for four hours. Because yeah. They still got to go clock in in jail. <laughs> they got to go clock into the right. cell or whatever they say. Right. Countdown. So at two o'clock in the morning, these cops show up to their door and they say, "Hey, ma'am, my name is Officer So and So. Get your shit and get in the car." No. <laughs> Simply put, um, no. I don't know if you saw the Mangled down. Murano outside, but I've been <laughs> What? They say get in the car. It's about Austin. And that's in the chapter. That's it. That's yep. That's what they I don't know it. what the actual DD maybe you know. I don't know what the actual like term, if it is a term or whatever, but you know how when you read real books, yeah, and within a chapter they can like change the plot, but it's still one chapter. It's like here's something that happened to this person, here's a block of it, and now we're gonna like space it out, and here's another thing that's going on simultaneously. Oh, okay. That's like when they're describing um oh fuck. I don't know what I know what you're talking about. I don't know the correct word for it, but yes. <laughs> but that's what should have happened between chapters ten mm-hmm. through twelve. When you it's like this the, should have been one time, chapter. Right. Yeah. The time frame is happening at the same time, so it's simultaneous. So you have to kind of yes. write them at, so it doesn't look like time is passing in a different way. Exactly. Right. Because the next chapter, chapter eleven, literally starts with hours earlier back at the Cook County Jail. Back at the crib at the bunny ranch like just but yeah i mean i guess it's more like he's it's not linear he doesn't do mm-hmm. anything in a it's linear but then it's not like he's telling a linear story and then he says but look a couple hours ago though let's let's go back <laughs> real quick so it's like a quick uh flashback i don't know like his <laughs> his exposition is weird i don't so I just wrote I down. Yeah. all i wrote down was what, what? <laughs> for chapter I said chapter 11 what, what now what you know say what now <laughs> <laughs> because the first thing that I wrote down because what we learned is hours earlier we ended the what chapter 8 with Austin like fake crying talking about oh I just got allergies real bad I don't cry because I'm a I'm a hard street nigga in jail. So I got allergies real bad. I'm going to go back to my cell because my daughter not going to be here. And then we go back to that moment again after we just left the house at a good 2.30 in the morning. We go back to that hour. He goes back and the officer that he was talking to all of a sudden feels sympathy for him not being able to see his daughter. But I think this is also the first time we learned that Austin's getting out of jail in less than a month. Yeah. Which is, it's strange for him to have this reaction when he's going to get out. When he's going to see her next week. Yeah. You ain't seen her in two years. You can wait a week, nigga. Right, a couple months. Ain't nothing to you, man. That mm-hmm. seemed odd, but we find that out, and so basically... But yeah, the way that he did this random flashback, and I guess he was trying to set up a misdirect for us so we would not know what was about to happen. Even though we instantly to... knew. Right, he was trying to build up suspense, like, oh shit, did Austin actually kill himself? 
Like, because the they, very first thing that I wrote in my notes was a 3 a.m. visit. <laughs> but okay. not, for me, jail I'm is like, open at 3 a.m. I, I said to myself, I said, okay, he's trying to establish suspense so we can be like on the edge of our seat because he left it. He, it's like a cliffhanger. He said it's about Austin and didn't finish the sentence immediately. So we're left to mm -hmm. our own devices to say, oh shit, did he kill himself because he couldn't see his daughter? Like, did something happen to Austin? Did he take his own life because of this one minor hiccup? But, yeah, like, I think he was trying to set that up, like, for suspense. Mm. Yeah, so we get that, and then we go to the next chapter. He spends a lot of time describing what the other officer looks like, and then going back over that conversation. But then we Jesse cut Joe to... We, Jesse Joe Brown. And then mm -hmm. we cut back to... We cut back hours. We go back hours forward again to where where he says it's about Austin to Mrs. Watkins, aka Lena Horn, waking up Maya to get dressed <sighs> again to go to the jail at two yeah. o'clock in the morning. Yeah, at two something in the morning is what? jail open that late? No. <laughs> What time did this dance end that you can just be like, oh, you know what? Let me get in the car real quick. The amount of special treatment Austin keeps getting is amazing. Like, we're just mm. supposed to, everybody loves him. Everybody loves him in this story, in this world. And there's, he's never done anything wrong except for never. that one thing that led him in jail. Oh, and also fucking Fred Quisha. So and days. fucking Fred Quisha. <laughs> Two mistakes. Uh, in his whole life. But she wakes up Maya in the middle of the night, makes her put back on that, that dress, get all dressed up again. She puts <sighs> on clothes again. And then they jump in the police car and drive at least 30 minutes to get. So by the time they get to this jail, it's at least 3 o'clock in the morning. It, right. it has to be. Jasmine. What? <laughs> are, are we starting chapter 12? Are we so, oh, yeah. And that's literally, that's all that happens. 11 ends with going, what? Oh my God, that's it. It was almost, yeah, and Austin looked down at his watch and saw it was almost 10 minutes before 3 a.m. Although he had a partial inkling as to what was going on, he didn't want to ask any more questions. Dang. So we go to chapter 12. I'm angry. opens up again with more song lyrics. This is Jasmine. why I'm fucking furious, all right? <laughs> yeah. Cardi B is one thing, but how are you going to do Luther when he can't sue you? How dare you? And it's like a whole <laughs> page. It's all Dance With My Father, just the whole lyrics. Song, the, the whole song. Luther would not want this. No, he wouldn't. I don't think he would approve. I don't think he would approve it. Luther all. wouldn't want this. That bad boy would have been swinging. Nope. <laughs> Everybody swinging. So we open up at three o'clock in the morning at the Cook County Jail, where they've decided that. Okay, how long was this dance? The logistics of the dance still don't make no sense. The dance started at seven o'clock. So. Eight, nine, ten. Ten. Eleven. I you can't have visitors in jail past midnight. Mm -hmm. So let's just say that this shit ended at midnight. So they decide, hey, we're going to keep everything open just so you can see your daughter that she was going to see next week anyway. Again, at the dance. But 
they left up all they didn't they didn't clean anything so they left an entire gymnasium full of decorations up the dj decided to stay three hours extra a dj really girl <laughs> out of the out of his own goodwill not getting paid this is an area code podcast <laughs>